Well, it is good to see everyone here this morning. I want us all to stand, but I want us to do something special this morning before we get started with the service. Normally, on a normal Sunday morning, we have Sunday school and all like that in assembly time, and we begin our day together in, in uh, altar call prayer time. And I want to do that this morning. I want them to play softly on the instruments, and I want all of you that will Let's just gather around these altars and let's pray together, seeking the face of God and asking God to smile upon our services this morning. How many of you here need something from Jesus? Say amen right there. Well, let's gather around these altars and let's pray together. Amen. Y'all come on. Today is Pastor Appreciation Day, and uh, during the service, we, at the end of the service, we'll probably go ahead and take up an offering for him then. Uh, so if you want to write a check for that, you can write it to either him or Maryville Baptist Church, either one, and we'll make sure he gets that. So uh, just remember, you tell him happy uh, Appreciation Day. <laughs> happy Appreciation Day. <laughs> that didn't sound right. But anyhow. But uh, we, we thank God for our pastor and what he means to our church. He's been a very good pastor to us. He's taught me a lot, and I thank God for him. So, uh, let's all stand. Start off with page 215 in the Brown Book. It's been a long time since we've done this one, so... I was feeling one day Asking God to forgive me Maybe I'm free I was in despair And you'd be 
do page eight in the brown book. I mean the red book. Red book. I'm all messed up.
and offerings you want to bring at this time, you can come and give it.
Well, if you're glad to be here, say amen. Amen. That's mighty weak on a Sunday morning. I know you've been, most of you have been fasting, but that's too weak. So if you're glad that you're here this morning, say amen. 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 There we go. There we go. It is good to see all of you. And I want to say, first of all, that uh, thanks to all of you that have entered into this church, yearly church fast that we've done this week. I appreciate it from the depths of my heart and and I pray that uh, I pray that you've received something special from the Lord during this time and that you've sought him like never before. And we appreciate those that could not enter in, but but uh, nevertheless, you were seeking the Lord during this time. And I, I so appreciate it. Right after morning service, we're going to have food next door. We're going to be celebrating <laughs> T-bone steaks. Pot rose, corn on the cob. No, I'm kidding with you. I, just to kind of rub it in a little bit. We were sitting around at Miss Carolyn Watkins yesterday. And, uh, of course, there was me and Deb sitting there, you know, hadn't eaten anything in a while. And, and uh, Miss Carolyn got to talking about all this food. And I said, listen, we got to stop all this mess now. we got to stop talking about this stuff. But, but anyway... Uh, right after morning service, we're going to be having food next door. We're going to break our fast together. And uh, we're celebrating Miss Debbie's birthday. I dare not tell you how many of them, but we're going to celebrate her birthday. 35. 30, I, 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 hey, I ain't been married 46 years and still a dummy, amen? But anyway, we'll be celebrating her birthday after morning service. So we appreciate all that you've done. Oh, and by the way, we're still taking up our non-perishable items. If you will, please bring either green beans, mac and cheese, cranberry sauce, and stuffing. And we've got a box out there in the hallway we're uh, gathering all up. This is our non-perishable items. And a little bit later on, we'll give you some perishable things that you can start bringing. What we're doing is around Thanksgiving. We're giving out food boxes to those in need. Uh, last year, we did it kind of on the spur of the moment. We gave out over 100 boxes. We'll pray that we're praying that we surpass that this year. But anyway, you bring and give, and, and uh, we'll, we'll give them out around Thanksgiving. <clears throat> Y'all pray for us as we sing this song. It's a new song for us. It talks about, I get longing to be in heaven and be able to worship Jesus when we get there, but there's also a little bit talks about we don't have to wait till we get there to be able to worship him and to feel his presence. We can do that here. Y'all just pray for us as we sing, and if you, I guess, reflect on that, have a, or a heart of worship, I'm sure you'll get a blessing from it. <clears throat> How I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets To look upon the one who bled to save me And walk with him for all eternity
If you enjoyed that, say amen. He is holy. I'm glad I don't worship the gods of this world. I'm glad I worship the holy and righteous God. Amen. Genesis chapter 7 this morning. Genesis chapter number 7. We appreciate all of you being here. and Appreciate all the goodness of the Lord. I pray that this week's been a great week for you. And that... Uh, You've gotten so much from the Lord. Genesis chapter number 7. And when you find that place in your Bibles, if you'll stand to honor the reading of God's Word, I'm going to have to preface this message just a little bit, but in so doing, you'll understand a little bit more as we go along. Genesis chapter number 7. Genesis chapter number 7. 
We're going to begin in verse number one. The word of God reads like this. It said, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. That means that, that God was already inside. When you say come, that means you're already in. The Lord was already in the ark, and he said, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Now, I'm going to say something right there. It don't matter what people think about you. It matters what God thinks about you. And God is the one who decides who's right and who's wrong. Not the Supreme Court. Not our Congress or Senate or President. Thank God. God does. Amen. Verse number two, and it says this, Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens the male and his female. And of beasts that are not clean. He even says what beasts are clean and unclean. That's how holy and righteous he is. He said the male and his female and of beasts that are not clean by two the male and his female. Of fowls of the air by sevens the male and the female to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days... And I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in, his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark. Because of the waters of the flood. Verse number 23. And every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground. Both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven. And they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive. And they that were with him were in the ark. One of the most beautiful pictures of salvation recorded for us in the early part of Genesis is this ark that God commanded Noah to build. Noah built it just like God said he was to do. He built it according to every, every instruction that God instructed him. And the day came that God did just exactly what he said he would do. And he brought a flood upon the earth. They had never seen rain in those days. A flood they did not understand. But nevertheless, God said, I'm going to do that. And they did exactly what God said. And in the day that God sent the flood, Noah and his family were spared because they obeyed God. They got in the ark. That ark is a type of Jesus Christ. If you're not in Jesus Christ, honey, you better be running. You better get in while you got the opportunity because Jesus is coming again just like he said he was. Amen and amen and amen and amen. That's good preaching even if I am doing it. Amen. You better run to Jesus and get in. Make sure. Make your calling and election sure in this hour in which we're living. 
because Jesus is coming and he's coming soon and very soon. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and then I'm going to bring you my thoughts for the morning service. Our Father this morning, Lord, we love you so much. We appreciate you being gracious and kind. Thank you for loving us the way you do. Lord, none of us would even be here had it not been for the love of God. I pray, Father, that for a little while as we surround ourselves around the good word of God, that, Lord, you'd bless with the blessings of God, that, Lord, you'd please, Lord, move in this service. And, Lord, if there be anyone here that's never been saved, may today be the day that they get in on the greatest thing that's ever been offered man, It's not the lottery, it's not the cashing in on the big prizes of the world, but Lord, it's the salvation that Jesus Christ enacted for us on the cross of Calvary. Now, Lord, you add your favor to the preaching of the Word of God, and Lord, I pray that you would enable me, for Lord, I cannot do this without you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and all of God's people said, you be seated this morning. I draw your attention back to verse number three, where it mentions about all the different animals that were getting in on the ark. God, for the purpose of saving seed upon the earth, he had had Noah to bring in all the clean and even some unclean for the purpose of sacrifice, for the purpose of different things. But he had them, had Noah to bring these different animals in the ark. And in verse number three, he said, of all the fowls also of the air. I got to thinking about that verse one day and I thought about, you know, well, I can just see all the fowls of the air gathering around that ark and, and the clean and the unclean coming in. And, and all those birds of the air gathering inside of that ark, perched up inside and, and just coming at the bidding of God. But I can imagine the little ducks coming in there and that little duck just walking in that ark and coming inside of that ark and just resting in the safety of God. And, uh, and it got me to, what really got me to thinking about the ducks that entered that ark was our oldest son, Corey, is a animal lover. He loves animals. Always has loved animals. We always had, when he lived at home, we always had animals around the house. He would bring home frogs. He would bring home turtles. Remember one time out there by a road on the side of our house where we lived in Waycross, there was a turtle in the middle of the road and Corey saw it and he had, he had, he had his mama to stop and was going to go run, get that turtle before they made it home. And right before it got to that turtle, a car came along and just splatted that turtle all over the road. Corey lost it. He lost it inside of the car, went ballistic. He's just always been a, an animal lover. We've had ferrets. We've had cats. We've had dogs. I remember one time he had, we moved up here and he had a, a cat, a yellow old tom cat named Jazz. That was aggravating this cat we've ever, we've ever had in our life. That cat would, uh, would come up and, and lay on me, and it was about as long as I am. And it would lay and put its nose right there and just stare at me. Wouldn't, wouldn't do nothing, just stare at me with those old steel eyes. 
and uh, and that cap would get down and it would start meowing, and it would it would go to the front door of the house, and it would start meowing with nothing doing till we went and un opened the door and let the cat out the house. The cat would walk around the house, come up the back balcony of the house up to the deck, and get on the deck and start meowing at the back door until we let it in. It would do that all day long. It'd go to the front door, we let it out, come around to the back door till we let it in. And, you, and Corey would say, I hate that cat, I hate that cat, I hate that cat. Well, one day I called all the family gone and I upgraded that cat. I'm, I took that cat to an all brick subdivision. There wasn't any houses in there with vinyl on the side and like we lived in, it was an all brick subdivision. And I took that cat to that all brick subdivision, opened my door and I said, bye-bye Jazz. And that was the last we saw of Jazz. Corey got home and he went to missing Jazz and he said, where's Jazz? Can, does anybody know where Jazz is? I sat real quiet for a long time. Finally, I, I said, I know where he is. I upgraded him. And I told the story. Well, then they got mad at me. And all I could hear, I hate that cat. I, hate, I thought I was doing Corey a favor. But anyway, that's the rest of that story. But one day, we had already moved up here. And the, we were still in the old building. And the youth were having choir practice. And Corey had come early when, when Debbie and I got to the to the church, Corey called me over to the back room and he said, Dad, come here, I got something I want to show you. Walked in that back room and there was a box sitting there and I looked inside of the box and there's a little yellow duck. Just a little old yellow duck just sitting there in that box. And he said, Dad, he said, on the way to church tonight, he said, I, out of the corner of my eye, I saw this little, this little duck roaming around over there by, on the side of the road. And he said, right by itself, just, just running all, trying to find shelter or something. And you could tell it was lost and said, Dad, I, I stopped my car and it was right over here. You know where uh, the airport is, that intersection right there at the airport, busy intersection, hardware store there, railroad track, tracks. And Corey stopped there and and Corey ran out and got that little duck and, and put it in the box and brought it to church. Well, we, we named the duck Donald Duck. Donald Duck Dale. And we took that little duck in and for several months, everything was just real ducky at the Dale house. And, and we, we enjoyed that duck and that little duck grew and became a full-fledged duck, duck, and you know what I mean. And eventually had to, had to unload it and get rid of it. But anyway, I want to preach this morning just for a little while on the gospel according to a duck. The gospel according to a duck. I learned some things whenever Corey brought that duck home. I learned some things and I want to preach about it for a little while about what that duck experienced coming into our home. I want to, I want to talk about number one, where Corey found him. Corey found that little duck on, lost in a big, big world. That little duck was probably no bigger than that when Corey found him. And I mean, you got to admit, 
uh, that little duck, that little of an animal in this great big world, this is a huge world to be lost in. Can I say it like this? We're all lost until we're found. And thank God one day Jesus came looking for us. That duck was not looking for Corey, but Corey was looking for that duck. And thank God Jesus came to where we were and found us. Can I get a witness right there? He found him in a great big lost world. And that's exactly where Jesus found all of us. You got to admit, this is a big world to be lost in. I mean, you think about being lost and not knowing where you're at, not being disoriented. I'm going to ask you something. Being in this world, and before you got saved, if you're saved, if you're not, if you're lost, I'm going to ask you something. How are you going to get to where God's at? How are you going to get to heaven from where you're at right now? You say, well, I'll find my way somehow. Oh, no, no, no. Which way are you going to go? You're going to go south, east, west, north. Which way are you going to leave this planet to go to where God's at? I'm glad that God uh, knew that about us and came to where we are and found us so that we can go to heaven. Can I get a witness right there? This is a big world to be lost in. But the Bible tells us that Jesus came into this world to seek and to save that which was, listen to it, lost. Lost. Think about it, lost. If you're lost this morning, that's a sad place to be in. I don't know if you've ever been lost. I remember James and Nancy Corbett, dear friends of ours, used to have them in every year down in, in Georgia, Waycross where we pastored. And James and Nancy was on the road singing for Jesus. And I mean, I mean, God's touch was on them. And uh, James would play an accordion and Nancy would belt it out. And one day we were sitting at our, at our house eating lunch and Nancy began giving her testimony. She said, for years, she said, I, I knew something was wrong. She said, I knew something was missing in my life, but I, I just did not, could not put my fingers on it. She said preachers would get up and preach about being saved and, and she would sit there and just something would gnaw at her. Something would tell her and talk to her and let her know that something was wrong. It's called the conviction of the Holy Ghost is what that is. And, uh, and she said that she... She uh, just could not shake it, said she'd get to thinking in her mind, well, I'm all right. I mean, I am on the road singing for Jesus. I am on the road traveling for Jesus. I, I must be okay with God. But yet that little, that little voice on the inside would just keep tugging at her and keep gnawing at her and, and let her know that something was just missing between her and God. And one day they were at a church singing. And she said the invitation was given and that, that conviction was settling in and said afterwards she talked to the pastor. She said, preacher, she said, I don't know what it is. She said, we've been on the road and she named how many years and she talked about how, how many miles a year they traveled going from one church to the other to sing about Jesus. And she said, I must be all right. Ain't I all right with Jesus? And he said, Nancy, I want to ask you something. Have you ever been lost? Have you ever seen yourself as being lost? And that thing settled in her heart. 
And she realized she had never seen herself as lost. Never realized in the, in the eyes of God that she was lost. And there as a singer, a gospel singer, a gospel singers need to get saved. Deacons need to get saved. Preachers need to get saved. Just because you're doing something does not mean that you're right with God. Only Jesus can make anybody right with Only the shed blood can make you right with Jesus. Amen. And there at an altar, Nancy Corbett, singer for Jesus, got down and asked Jesus to save her. Why? Because she saw herself lost. That little old duck was lost. I mean, he was lost. And that was a happy day in that duck's life when, when Corey rode by and saw that truck, that little duck. Hey, you know where he found him? Found him in some dangerous places on the side of a road. There's railroad tracks that run up and down across that road. And that little old duck was in some dangerous places. Did you know this is a dangerous world to be lost in? I mean, you read the newspapers every day. There's a killing somewhere. There was just a fella that uh, they, this is, was his story, and I just caught bits and pieces of it. Did y'all hear about the guy that went across and stabbing people with a knife? He got mad because somebody wouldn't take a picture of him holding some knives so he could put the picture online and, and try to sell the knives online. Got mad because somebody wouldn't take his picture. And he took one of the knives and just started stabbing people on the sidewalk of a, of a major town in the United States. I mean, just started stabbing. Ran up behind one man and said, I'm sorry, and stabbed him from behind. Several were killed because of that. I mean, this is a a dangerous world for us to be living in. But I'm glad that I'm saved by the grace of God. No matter what may come my way, thank God I'm saved by the grace of God. Amen. This is a dangerous world to be lost in. It's a dangerous world to be walking through without Jesus down in your heart. You see, anyone, none of us know that we're even going to see the sunset tonight. Can I get a witness right there? I mean, none of us know that. Any one of us in this room, we could, it could be our last, our last day on planet earth before the sun goes down. But thank God, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know where I'm going when I die. Thank God I know that I'm secure in Jesus Christ. Thank God I know that my soul is kept by the power of God. We ought to be shouting right there. Corey hazarded his life. To get that little duck. He stopped his car on the side of the road. And you know the traffic there. That intersection is busy. Trains. Semi trucks. That's right before 985 Junction. And, and there's a lot of traffic right. And Corey hazarded his life to rescue that duck. Can I say this? That Jesus hazarded his life. So that you and I could be saved by the good grace of God. Oh, it's free to us, but it costs Jesus everything. You think about all that they did. And Jesus came into this world knowing what was going to happen to him before he ever got here. But yet he came. Oh, bless his name. Yet he came to where we were so that we could be saved by the grace of God. He came, Corey hazarded his life. You think about what Jesus went through so that you and I could be sitting here saved this morning. Oh, what a blessing it is to be saved by the grace of God. 
I don't deserve, I don't deserve anything but hell. That's what I deserve. And if you was very honest with yourself, you'd have to say the same thing about yourself. Any of us, what, all we deserve is hell. But Jesus came so that we might not have to go there. Woo, hallelujah. Thank God he came to where we were that we could go to where he is. And he made it possible by the things that he went through. He went through all the torture that the Romans could inflict upon him. I read in my Bible, not one time but twice, they spit in his face. Spit in his face and said, if thou be the son of God, tell us. I read in my Bible where they, they whipped him beyond recognition. He was, his visage was marred more than any man. You wouldn't even recognize him as the son of God. Would not even recognize him as a human being. He called himself a worm in Psalms 22. And you think about all that he went through. After all of that that he went through, they took and drove nails through his hands. Drove horrible, huge nails through his hands and through his feet. Crucified him. Put him on a cross. Hung him up between heaven and earth. And left him there to die. But yet he was doing all of that because he loves you. And he loves me. He hazarded his life. That we might be saved. We ought to praise him and thank him today. For how good he's been to us. All that he's done. God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm glad to know that I'm a whosoever. That was a little old duck that day. Just a little old duck. Chirping around, hunting his way. And one day, Corey came by and grabbed that little duck and brought him to safety. That's where Corey found him. But then I want to talk about this. Not only where Corey found him, he became a part of the family. And the only reason why was because Corey found that duck. Was because Corey brought that duck home. <laughs> The only reason he became a Dale was because he had short little legs. He had to be a Dale. <laughs> the only reason, the only reason that that little duck was adopted into the Dale family was because Corey, my son, brought him home. <laughs> brought him to where we lived. Woo! <laughs> I want to say this. The only reason that you're saved this morning is because Jesus found you and brought you to where you are today. It's not because of who you are. We're accepted in the beloved. We are adopted into the family of God because Jesus brought us to, G to his father. And thank God, thank God he did. Bless his holy name. And... He became part of our family. My son brought him home. I used to say this. Before, before Corey was born, uh, he was our firstborn. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit of the story. I was lost. Don't hold anything against me about what I'm about to say, but I was lost. I mean, I was big time lost. I was such a sinner. They had papers on me. I mean, I was bad. And, uh, and thank God he didn't save bad people. Thank God he can save good sinners too. 
There's a lot of good sinners in this life, but thank God He can save them too. Amen. But I was, I was a wicked individual. And I had, I'd been, Debbie did not know this, but I had been reading some chick tracks at the, at the railroad. Those guys would leave them on the tables. I would pick them up and I'd read them. And uh, I was reading about the end times and the mark of the beast and all that stuff. And I'd made up my mind. If the world's going to get this bad, I was lost now. I was a lost man. This is how I was thinking as a lost man. I thought, if the world's going to get this bad, and I was, I was convinced it was. I said, we are not going to have children. I came home one day and I told Debbie, I put my foot down. I said, I'm the head, head of this house. I said, we're not having any children. Put my foot down. Yes, sir. I mean, I was Mr. It. I said, you can forget having children. We're not going to have any children. You hear me? And that's just, that's just how I was back in them days, wasn't it, dude? And I went out on a run, came back off that run, and I got to the house and I couldn't find Debbie. She was in the back bedroom, our bedroom, and she's sitting on the foot of the bed just a squalling. I said, what is wrong with you? She said, I'm pregnant. Well, God was really showing me who was boss, wasn't he? <laughs> she said, I'm pregnant. I said, are you kidding me? She said, no. And she had been to the doctor and the doctor, she thought something was bad, wrong with her, went to the doctor and the doctor told her, said, well, about eight months from now, it's going to be okay. You're pregnant. And so she told me that we were... Hey, I didn't, I didn't say, I told you where, I didn't, none of that. Boy, when I found out we were going to have a little boy or a little girl, I thought, my lands, my lands, this is good. Before Corey was ever born, I had a, I had a hut built for him in the backyard. I mean, I was preparing for him. I couldn't wait for the little thing to get here, whether it's going to be boy or girl, it did not matter to me. Corey was born. And that day that, that child was born, they took it to the little, the little nursery and put it in the little incubator thing, that little up under the light, you know. And I went over, they let me go in there and hold that little boy. And I, I held that boy. Now, listen, I was lost. I was under conviction, didn't even know it, but I was lost. And I held that little boy. I didn't even think that there was, I was questioning the thought of God and I held that little boy and I said, you know, this is a miracle. This is nothing short of a miracle. There's got to be a God in heaven. Nobody but God can do something. You look around at the little children in this church. That's a miracle from God. There is a God in heaven. And I've always said this, that God used my firstborn son to lead me to his firstborn son. Eight months later, I got saved by the grace of God. And thank God that Corey brought that little duck home and he became a part of our family and that's exactly what God did to any one of us who are saved he, he accepted us because Jesus brought us home amen he became a part of the family but I want to say this he was given that little duck now that little duck he was given my love <laughs> I have to admit, I fell in love with that little old duck. I did. We, we started out with a little aquarium. 
that would put that little duck in, made, made put shavings down in that aquarium, you know, and it would chirp, 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 you know, and as it grew, it began quacking. And uh, it, it got so big, his head would stick out about that far over the aquarium. So Corey and I built him a bigger house. We put a, he was lonely. We figured out he was lonely. So we put a mirror at one end of the, of the, the mansion that we built for him just to make it all fit in. The mansion that we built for that little duck put a mirror. He thought it was another duck. And he was just as content as he could be, you know, look at himself and think it was another duck. We did anything we could to make that duck comfortable. God's done everything he can in this life to make us comfortable. He's done everything he can in this life to show that he loves us and cares about us. Oh, bless his name, bless his name. God is good to every one of us. Can I get a witness right there? If you've got anything, it's because God gave it to you. If you've got anything in your life, it's because God gave it. And I fell in love with that little duck. Now, let me give you something. I cannot say, I'm a human being. I cannot say that I loved that little duck as much as I loved Corey. How would, how would you wives in here like to come home and your husband tell you, I love my dog just as much as I love you. <laughs> that wouldn't set too well, would it? You men say amen right there. Be man enough to say amen right there. I mean, we'd be, we'd be in the doghouse if we came home and said something like that. But I could not say that I loved that little duck as much as I loved Corey. Matter of fact, if I had told him that, it would have hurt his feelings. Corey, I love that duck just as much as I love you, boy. Quack, quack. <laughs> you know, I mean, that that been pretty bad. It, it would have hurt Corey's feelings. But I want you to listen to something that Jesus said. He said in John 17, I in them, talking about he and us, and thou in me that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, listen to it, and hast loved me as thou hast loved them. My. You know what he said? He said, Father, you love those little ducks that I brought home just as much as you love me. And now, now I'm not God. I'm not Jesus. I'm a human being. I couldn't say something like that. But Jesus delights in knowing that he loves you just as much as he loves himself. Is that crazy or not? I mean, I thought about that and I, I realized that, Brother Gene, I could not get over just the love that Jesus has. He wants us to be loved as much as he is loved. And it doesn't bother him a bit to know, you know how much God loves you? He loves you just as much as he loves his son, Jesus Christ. Think about it. You ever go through a time where you're feeling sorry for yourself? Having a pity party? Nobody loves me? I, I promise you this ain't but two people going to come to your pity party. I've been at them before. And ain't nobody but two people going to come. You and the devil. 
That's the only two that'll be there. And he'll put all kind of thoughts in your mind during your little party. You ever have those thoughts? Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. Oh, if you're saved, he loves you just as much as he loves Jesus Christ. We're just a bunch of little ducks. We're just a bunch of little people that's got in by the good grace of God. We're nothing special. I know, I, I went through and I studied ducks one time just to learn more about them. There's all kind of ducks. Did you know there's a ring-tailed duck and a mallard duck and there's a pin-tailed duck? There's a red-headed duck. There's a red-throated duck. There's a canvas back. Sound like a, sound like a Baptist church to me. Sound just like a Baptist church. And, you know, we all kind of people, every one of us in here, there's rich, there's poor, there's male, there's female, there's, and you know, in this world, there's all kinds. I mean, there's those, you know, that feel like they're the elite. I got to thinking I was somebody one time. Then I realized there was more people that knew Bugs Bunny than knew me. You think about that. That'll help you down. When you get to thinking you something in life, you just get to think about it. There's more people know Bugs Bunny than knows you. Amen. Ain't that something? I got to think about that little duck. And all that he enjoyed, he would, when he was a little duck, all he had to do was chirp. Mayor Corey wanted to run down there and see what he needed. Then he got older and all he'd do was quack. We'd run down there and see what cord be gone, gone to work or something. I'd hear that duck down there in that basement just a quacking. I'd go down. That's where God always has to go to get to us is down. I'd go down in the basement and that little old duck would be in there quack, 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 just quacking. And I said, what do you want, Donald? And uh, that duck just quack, quack, quack. And uh, yeah. Quack. And, and I'd run down there, and just as soon as I'd get down there, he's, he would quieten down. You know what the Word of God says? Before they call, I will say, here am I. You know what that little old duck was saying? I'm here. I'm here. I'd run down there, and I'd say, here am I. That's what God does to you when he answers your prayers. You get to quacking. Oh, God, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And God says, here I am. <laughs> How many of us have fallen, fallen on our knees at times? We didn't know what was going to happen from one day to the next. Didn't know what our, the end results of our dilemma was going to be. And we called upon the name of the Lord. And he came to where we were. And he says, here I am. Here I am. That's enough in itself to comfort every heart of every child of God just knowing that God's right there with you. Sis, you come to the piano, if you will. I heard you playing earlier that, uh, that song about praying. If you'll play that again. You can, if you got the words to sing it, that'd be great too. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad. I'm I'm so thankful to be saved by the grace of God. I'm glad that one day I realized I was a sinner, 
And I came to Jesus just like I was. I'd tried in my past to try to get things out of my life and I couldn't. I was just, I was too wicked. I was too much a sinner. I tried to quit drinking, tried to quit this, tried to and just couldn't do it. Had too many bad influences around me too. Influence is a big reason people stumble in life. You remember Eve took of the fruit and ate it. And then it says, and she gave to her husband. The sinner became a seducer. And taught her husband right into sin and right along with her. I'm glad I'm not living that life any longer. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm a child of God. I'm glad I've been born again. Adopted into the family of God. My name is written on heaven's book of life. I'm his. He's mine. I quack. And he runs to me and says, here I am. Here I am. Every one of us in this room have been through enough to already knock us out. Every one of us. We've been through enough that it would just come. If it had not been for God, we wouldn't even be here. We'd be out. But here we are. Saved. It's a good thing to be saved. I'm just trying to remind you this morning. Through the gospel according to a little dove. It sure is good to be saved. To belong to Him. As we stand this morning all across the auditorium. I think it would be a good season. Just for God's people to gather around these altars and just thank Him for saving your soul. If you're saved this morning, you need to come thank Him for it. Can you imagine, can you imagine how much griping and complaining and murmuring of one day God hears from His people, from His own people? Why don't we make this a day of thanksgiving and just come gather around these altars and just thank Him if you need to come, please come. Please come. Make, make, make a veil of this altar. We have an altar. We have a place that we can go to. Why don't you come? Why don't you bring somebody with you and just bow down at an altar and say, God, I want to thank you for saving my soul. Lord, I don't want to ask you for a thing. I just want to thank you for being good to me. Lord, I don't deserve it. Here I am, one of your children. People are praying, people are praying. You can pray right where you are. If you can't make it to an altar, pray right where you are. Just thank Him right where you are. God, thank you for saving my soul.
something for your heart. Let it do something for you. It's too big a world to go through it without Him. Pray for yourself, Jesus is your high priest and pray.